Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's amazing how leaders, we can preach, we can sing, we can speak in tongues, but we cannot apologize when we're wrong. And Jesus said, if there is all, if there is an issue between you and a brother or a sister, he said, put your gift down. That's heavy. He said, go make it right. Dear young married couple, after working with thousands of couples on their marriage, we know that this one action item often gets neglected because of pride or a lack of training in their upbringing. But if gone unaddressed, it will erode your marriage and ministry. Today, we have the privilege of talking with Myron Weidman Jr. He's an associate pastor in Georgia, has a Bachelor of Science in Human Development with a concentration in counseling. And boy, did he preach today. (laughs) We are looking forward to you guys joining this conversation about apology, why it's so hard for us to do both in our marriage and in our ministry, and why it's essential. Welcome, Brother Myron Weidman, to the podcast. We're so thankful that you could join us today. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be on. Aww. Well, you've been on the podcast before, and it was quite a popular episode. It was way back in the beginning yeah. when we launched the podcast in 2020. And we will link that episode in the show yeah. notes for Think folks. about being physically attracted to your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We agree. Con- controversial <laughs> topic right there, but it very, was... Very controversial. But, it was but, a good one. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us again. Today, this episode was inspired by a post you wrote. Um, it was a few months ago. You, you wrote a post, put it on Instagram, and said... You can preach, sing, and speak in tongues, but can you apologize when you're wrong? And that was a post that caught our eye, both for marriage and for ministry. And we thought, let's have him on to talk about this in more detail. Yeah. So is saying sorry Christian? Is apologizing (laughs) Christian? Let's just start there. Well, let's let's dive right into it. Let's do it. Well, um, absolutely. Obviously, uh, saying I'm sorry, uh, apologizing is the Christ-like uh, thing to do. Hmm. Uh, for me personally, I I think people have um, uh, an issue or they struggle with uh, apologizing because of pride. 
Uh, let's 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 just call it for what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, because when you apologize, you are saying I'm wrong. And including the person that's speaking right now, nobody likes to admit when they are wrong. Uh, it's, <laughs> right. it's, I mean, let's 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 just be honest. Nobody likes to say I'm the problem. Uh, my fault is me. So um, I, I think from the jump it's it's unnatural uh, for us to apologize, especially uh, in our flesh, because it makes it makes us feel weak. It makes us feel uh, powerless to ask somebody to forgive us. It's like we are giving you um, uh, the power. And so it's unnatural for us. And we have to understand that pride, it hinders us from apologizing. But we must understand that apologizing is the Christ-like thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, humility, that's one of the greatest traits that God wants all of us uh, to possess. And when yeah. you apologize, you literally humble yourself. Mm. Yeah. Uh, very familiar passage of scripture, James chapter four, verse 10 says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will exalt you. So this is how I like uh, mm. to say this. Whatever you choose, God will choose the opposite. <laughs> Whatever you choose, God will choose the opposite. If you humble yourself and apologize, God will exalt you. But wow. if you exalt yourself and not apologize, then God will humble you. So whatever you want, whatever you want to choose is your choice. But just know that God is going to choose the opposite. So apologizing, it, it humbles us. Mm. It reminds us that we are not perfect. I don't care if you are a leader. I don't care if you are the man of the house. I don't care what your seniority, what your position is. Apologizing humbles all of us. And it reminds us that we are not perfect and that we need forgiveness from God. And not only God, but we also need forgiveness from each other. That's right. Wow. Okay. You're I, preaching I, I now. I love that because like, <laughs> it's, it's like um, when I tell my wife, I'm sorry, there is a link there in the spiritual mm. that is, I would say very important to say like, you know, you're, you could be sinning with God too, you know, like mm -hmm. it's to keep that in check. Cause if I have this, my, my relationship with my wife closed down where right. I don't say, sorry, we don't repair. There has to be something too with my relationship with God where there isn't, maybe there isn't amends being made. I mean, I'm not forgiving my debtors. Right. Um, there's there's huge issues. Do you? I want to ask you what what made you write this when you when you posted this? Was there a certain situation that was like, all right, <laughs> right, I'm gonna, right? I'm gonna have to address this. <laughs> well, uh, you you're trying to get me in trouble. But <laughs> <laughs> I am. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But honestly, um, I was really referring uh, to myself. To myself. And so it's easy, you know, for people to see that and say, wow, you know, he's probably um, taking shots at, you know, a lot of people right now. But really, I was uh, I was speaking to myself, you know, God had dealt with me. Uh, obviously, I'm an associate pastor, you know, um, uh, I am a, a spiritual leader for a lot of people. Yeah. And so uh, there was an incident or there was some things that had transpired, uh, things that I had said that I probably shouldn't have said. I lost my temper, different things like that. And I had to humble myself. Mm. And I, and I, and I had to apologize. And so I just felt led to 
Um, I'm not even sure when I made the post a few months ago, but but I just felt led to make that post not only for me, but even for other leaders sure. that, you know, you know, you know, you can preach, you can, you can, you can, you can sing, you can testify, speak in tongues, but that does not exempt us from apologizing. And uh, if I can, if I can just add Good. this, you know, when you look at Matthew five, chapter five, verses 23 through 24, uh, Jesus uh, was having this conversation. And uh, this is what he said. He said, if you ever bring your gift to the altar, and you remember that your brother has all against you. This is what Jesus said. He said, leave your gift at the altar. This is powerful. He says, go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come back to offer your gift. <laughs> Jesus stresses the importance of resolving conflict. Right. In that text, his listeners, they would obviously been familiar with offering gifts at the altar, part of temple worship. It was considered a sacred act. But Jesus' mm -hmm. point was that even pious actions should be set aside until reconciliation can be made between two people who are involved in a conflict. So hence my original post. It's amazing how leaders, we can preach, we can sing, we can speak in tongues, but we cannot apologize when we're wrong. And Jesus said, if there is all, if there is an issue between you and a brother or a sister, he said, put your gift down. That's heavy. He said, leave your gift at the altar. He said, go make it right. But let's be honest, y'all. We don't do that. We don't do that. We have all. We have issues. We speak in tongues, but we don't speak to each other. I mean, all kind of I mean, just just foolishness in the church. But then we want to get up there and preach our sermon. We want to mm -hmm. sing our song. We want to operate in our position, go into our offices. And I and, and once again, I, I, I can speak like this because I'm talking about myself as well. I'm a leader. Mm -hmm. So so I'm including myself in what you're preaching. I, we, we, we do all of this. We do all of this. And yet we will not humble ourselves and we will not apologize. And God, this, this is what I feel. God is saying, I don't want to hear your sermon. Mm. I, 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 I know you're anointed and, and, but, 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 but no, i uh, put the microphone down. Okay. Get off the keyboard, yep. <laughs> step, step off the platform, go take Let's a seat, <laughs> uh, go, go find an altar and, and get yourself together. Go yeah. make it right. And you make it right by apologizing. Yeah. Make it right. Um, you make it right by reconciling yourself to your brother or your sister. And so, mm -hmm. and so God led me to that. And so I said, you know what? It, it, it's not just me. So I said, let me put this out there for all of my fellow leaders that no matter how high we think we are, if, if, if we're too high to apologize, then we're missing the mark. Oh, mm. yeah. We're, we're, That's really good. So I'm curious, Brother Myron, how did that, how did that work out when you apologized to this person a few months ago or people, I don't know the situation, right, like right, right. tell us the impact it made. It made, it made a huge impact, not only, uh, on, on myself, it humbled me, not only on me, but even, even, even to the person that I apologized to, they were yeah. even humbled um uh and amazed almost that wow you know that that you didn't have to do that you know you're mm -hmm. pastor so-and-so your brothers you could just keep doing what you're doing but for me to do that it really humbled them and it really brought 
um, uh, our relationship um, uh, closer. And even the same thing, if I can just add this as an addendum, even even just in you know in my own marriage, yeah. even my wife, people don't realize that apologizing not only does it humble you, but it also brings you closer together right. to the person mm-hmm. you apologize to. Well, it's, it's securing that attachment bond because the attachment bond is asking or that question between the two of you. It's mm-hmm. asking, like, will you be there for me? Yes. Are, are you are you for me? Yeah. Yes. Or are you just going to leave me, you know, like in a time of need? You know, are That's you going to forsake me? Yeah. So That's really it. you're saying, hey, even at my own expense, if I, you, I messed up, if I come to you and say, hey, you know, I am so sorry and we, we reconcile. It's confirming right. that that fear for someone is it's well not confirming the fear, but it's confirming that I will be there for you and right. putting away the fear. Yeah. Amen. That's Amen. so good. One Amen. one thing uh, I I'd love to hear you talk about because this is an interesting thing. The reason why I think a lot of leaders don't apologize is they see, and I'm, we're saying leaders marriage too, right? Um, they see that I didn't do anything wrong. Come on, yeah. dude. Like, I, I didn't do anything. But when I read that verse, uh, someone actually, it's funny. It's awesome that we're talking about this right now. They pointed out, you didn't even have to, to do anything wrong. It just says, go Correct. make it right. Correct. <laughs> so address it. Don't just leave it in the closet and expect things to get better right. in the house of God, in your marriage, between a friend. Go and figure it out. That's it. Even That's it. if you don't see that you did anything wrong you know, quote unquote wrong. Hmm. Right. Maybe you could have done it better. Right. That's great. Like, what is your take on that? Absolutely. I agree um, 100%. Sometimes when you apologize, it's not even necessarily that I feel that I'm 100% in the wrong, but when I'm apologizing, what I'm saying is, is that I care more about our relationship. Hmm. I care more about our friendship than I do my pride. I care more about you as a person than I do my ego. And so, and so I love what you said, apologizing once again, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm, 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 I'm the one that's all in the wrong, but I love you that much that I will humble myself to try to endeavor uh, to keep the peace. And you just hit on something a few minutes ago with leaders uh, as many times how uh, we as leaders, sometimes we think that we're not in the wrong because I am, a uh, leader, I can do, you know, pretty much whatever I, I want to do. And I only answer, you know, to God. It kind of reminds me of uh, of David um, mm-hmm. uh, in in scripture, a man after uh, God's own heart. But he is one of the greatest examples of someone um, apologizing. Now, it did take him almost two years. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do need to throw that out there. Now, please don't. Please, please don't take two years, but, but it, it did take him almost two years to apologize. But when the man of God finally came and confronted him about his sin, he made it right. The prophet Nathan, he confronted him for committing adultery with Bathsheba, impregnating her, uh, having Uriah kill. He then gave David that parable, you know, mm-hmm. about the man who stole the one man's sheep. But here it is. Notice what came out of David first. Don't miss that. It wasn't an apology. It wasn't remorse. It wasn't repentance. The very first thing that came out of this man of God, this king of Israel, was pride. What did he say? (laughs) That man should die. 
That's pride. Excuse me? <laughs> Excuse me, sir? Yep. Who, who should die? <laughs> and until 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 the prophet said, yeah, he said, you're the man, sir. You're the man. You always wow. want to blame everybody else. And put, no, 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 no. You're the man who needs to apologize. And that's mm-hmm. finally, that's finally when David had to uh, um, uh, look had to examine inside of himself. He he had to look at himself. Right, and that's that's when he said, "God, I've sinned against you." Conviction finally hit him, and then he was able to finally lay down his pride. But what I love, I have to give David credit. I know I just kind of took a shot at him a few minutes ago, but I <laughs> to give him credit because once he got rid of the pride and once he apologized, notice when he penned Psalm fifty-one, when he when he penned that whole apology letter. To Jesus, he said, create in me a clean heart, renew in me. Notice the personal pronouns. He said, renew in me a right spirit. He did not blame Bathsheba. He did not say, oh man, she should have been bathing. You know, man, I, I, you know, I hate that I, that I caught a glimpse of that. He didn't blame Bathsheba. He didn't blame, he didn't blame Saul. He didn't blame, he didn't blame his predecessor. Although Mm. we know Saul was a toxic he was the epitome of a toxic leader. He didn't blame Saul. Yeah. He, didn't, yeah. he, didn't even, he didn't even blame Jesse. He didn't blame his father for overlooking him. He said, no, no it, it's me. He said, I, I, I'm the man. I'm the problem. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he apologized. And so let me just throw this in as well. And, and, and I'll, I'll stop talking. No, you're good. good. Apologizing and asking for forgiveness is the first step to making it right. Now, let me just, let me just, as an asterisk, just throw this in for everybody that's listening today. Once again, apologizing is the first step to making it right. But here it is right here. Here's the bitter pill. Does it fix everything? Not all the time. That's right. But it's a start Mm -hmm. because remember, David apologized. God forgave him, but he still had to face the consequences. Yeah. Nathan said, God has forgiven you, but the sword will never depart from your house. Mm. So we have to understand that, that yes, we have to apologize. God will forgive us, but we have to be careful because we can choose our sin, but we cannot choose our consequences. Ooh. So apologizing is a great first step. Mm-hmm. There's still maybe some consequences uh, that we're going to have to face. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's definitely what we see with working with so many affairs oh, and yeah. broken trust and mm-hmm. like sorry is absolutely necessary. Remorse necessary. is absolutely necessary. Um, but it doesn't fix it. You know, we right. tell people that trust and forgiveness are two different things. Yeah. Correct. We say like, you know, trust, if you don't well, if you don't forgive someone, it's like drinking battery acid and expecting it to hurt the other person. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right. that doesn't work. It's going to hurt work. you. It, forgiveness is for, for that, the person that was sinned against. Right. You know, I, I, but it's for that person. It's right. not for the other person. But winning trust back. That takes all, time. That takes time because mm-hmm. you have to prove your trustworthiness. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. and we're talking about this in the context of healing from broken trust yeah. in a marriage, like an affair, pornography, etc. But I think this also applies in terms of leadership. You know, if a pastor mm. did wrong or could have done better, and now this person in the church or the person that was under the 
if they are not trusting the pastor now, right. they can forgive. And if the pastor sought forgiveness, well, hopefully they'll work on, you know, trusting, but right. it might take time to build that trust. And I wonder, tell us if this is right, you know, with you being in, in a pastoral role, I wonder if it's hard for a pastor to seek forgiveness for a wrongdoing and not try to get the other person like in, in an attempt to shepherd them, not try to get the other right. person to also own their part, like just to leave it alone and right. just seek forgiveness without blaming them for their peace. How, how does that like work out practically speaking? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything you said uh, is, is 100% uh, correct. You know, what, what, what I try to tell people is, is that uh, you can only control what you can control. You can only control yourself. So my job is to not uh, try to uh, tell you uh, or try to convince you of what your part is or how you need to say it or how you need to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, if, if, if a pastor or a leader is asking for uh, forgiveness, I don't think it is fair to the parishioner, fair uh, to the member for them to be told on how quick they're supposed to heal. Mm. Yes. If, 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 you know, well, 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 I apologize to you, so we should be able to move on with it. Yeah, you may be able to move on, sir, or you may be able to move on, ma'am, but um, uh, uh, sometimes healing takes time. That's right. Um, you know, some, some, some wounds are, some wounds are deep, you know, deeper yeah. than others. And so yeah. once again, the apology is a good start. You know, that 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 begins to to build that bridge of reconciliation and trust. But sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. Sometimes it takes weeks, months and even years. And um, uh, uh, the individual has to understand that mm -hmm. and, and they cannot be impatient. Another thing, when you when you're asking for forgiveness, you're asking you're trying to rebuild that trust again. I tell people this as well to another point concerning apologizing is that. A true apology is more than just words. A true apology is more than just, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the old saying is actions speak louder than words. Yeah. I can even I can even take it, I can even take it further, dealing with marriages or whatever interpersonal relationship, whether it's in families, uh, uh church leadership, whatever the yeah. case is, apologizing is even more than tears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's more than words. It's more than saying, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. That's a great start. I appreciate that. I'm, 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 I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm crying crocodile tears. That's awesome. And that's great as well. But a sincere apology is, is more than words. It's more than tears. It's change. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm -hmm. It's when the behavior changes. Mm -hmm. So if I keep saying, I'm sorry, if I keep saying, please forgive me, but I keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over, then the question is, are you really sorry? Have you, have you really apologized? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love your point about 
expecting someone to get over it in your own time frame. Right. And, um, you know, we see this obviously in marriage when working through broken trust, you know, the spouse who broke trust feels so relieved that everything's out and they're able to seek forgiveness. But then the spouse who was hurt by this broken trust, you know, they're, they're not ready yet to just like heal right. and, and move forward immediately. Um, and, and unfortunately we have seen this in the church where a pastor or a ministerial counselor will right. tell the person that you uh, are not allowed to bring this up again once you quote unquote mm. forgive, mm. you know, mm. and uh, tell us your perspective on that from a, a pastor. Well, <laughs> um, I agree with that, you know, to a certain extent. Um, I do think that there, there, there does come a point uh, where if we keep after a while rehashing the past or rehashing uh, yesterday, it, it, it is hard uh, to move forward if we keep bringing up yesterday. Mm. Uh, but at the same time, unless you have been in that position where you have uh, been violated, you have been hurt, um, uh, you, you have been mishandled, it's, it's really tough to tell somebody to say, get over it, move on. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, um, if, if you lose a loved one and somebody who has never lost a loved one uh, comes to you and say, get over it. Why are you still crying for it? It's been two weeks. You, you know how people are. They're in a better place. All, all, you know, all, you know, yes. you know, all this, all this type of stuff. But you haven't but you haven't sat in my seat. You haven't walked in my shoes. And so, you know, it's hard wow. to tell somebody uh, how long to grieve because we, we all grieve differently. You know, yeah. of course they say there's seven stages of grief, but you know, we all, some people go through the seven stages in one day, one week. So it, it may take others a year, but it's easy for you to tell me to move on and start bringing it up. But you were the one that cheated. You were the one that was watching pornography. You were the one that did, you know, that brought this right. person. In. Right. So it's easy for you to, you, you know, for yeah. you to say, oh, but I'm the one that's, that's feeling and dealing with it. So, mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, I don't think we can rush or tell anybody how long they should grieve because even, yeah. even, even in the marriage, sure, nobody may have not died or, 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 or there was no loss of life, but they still lost something. They lost, mm. they lost their, their trust in you, you know, you know, and so they're grieving, That's so they didn't, right. but they're still grieving. Right. Yeah. So you have to, so you have to give them that space to grieve. And when you grieve, you're going to have some bad days, yes. you're, you know, because we're not, because we're not God, we can right. forgive, but it's tough for us to forget. That takes right. time. Mm. God is the one that throws our sin into the sea of forgetfulness and he throws it behind his back never to remember it no more. That's why he's God. And we're, because we forgive, but it's tough for us to forget. And especially when we see that person are, you know, you know, you know, we go to that particular place and those and those thoughts come back into our mind. So we have to give each other uh, in grace. Yeah. Forgetting yeah. would be a miracle. Yeah. We don't do miracles, do we? <laughs> I no, love how not. you frame it in terms of grief. That's a really helpful model for, I think, both for spouses and pastors to keep in mind, you know, to expect someone to never bring it up again when it's as if someone just died. That would be ridiculous, you know? Correct. And so it's okay for the person to bring it up again. It doesn't mean they haven't forgiven. It right. means they're grieving and, mm -hmm. and they're learning to trust and it's taking well, time. Whenever someone brings it up again, the only reason that I know 
well, there's two reasons. The first reason would be to seek reassurance from mm-hmm. that person. Like, hey, yes. are you still yep. there for me? I need you. The other reason I can think of bringing it up that wouldn't be reassurance would be to hold it over that person right. as, as a power play. Yeah. Right. So I think that leader has to be discerning, which is yes. this, and be very kind and gentle because yeah. either yes. way, that's a fragile situation. Yep. Is- Yep. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. What? Quick question for you: What do you think would be the essential elements for a good apology, and what do you think would be the essential elements of seeking trust, or like, do, what would be the things that I would do to gain trust with with someone maybe that I lead or even a friend? Uh, well, <clears throat> obviously, uh, you know, as I'm as I mentioned before. Time tells all things. And mm-hmm. so um, it's, it's one thing to say, I'm sorry today. Uh, please forgive me. But, you know, the way I look at it is, is once again, um, it's going to take time. How, you know, I heard, what you, I heard what you said yesterday. I heard what you said last week. But am I seeing um, the necessary changes to show mm-hmm. that you actually mean, you know, what you said? And so, you know, another thing that I try to I try to tell people as well, you know, you know, even dealing like with friendships, you know, we deal with different issues, you know, even here at the church and people say, you know, well, this brother or sister offended me or they uh, they hurt me. And, and, you know, they apologize. But, you know, what do I do now? And I tell them that just because you have forgiven them does not mean that now you cannot put up some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It's good. You know, yeah. just because just because you forgive somebody doesn't mean that you just have to blindly just open yourself back up and just fall into, you know. And so the relationship may change. Yeah. Or wow, it, you know, and we have to understand this that the relationship may not even go back to what it all to to what it originally was. Right. It doesn't mean that 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 I have not forgiven you. It doesn't mean that, you know, I I I do not love you and 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 care for you. But at the same time, though, it's going to take time for me to build that trust and to open my heart and myself back up again. And so I have to protect that, you know, so so I forgive you. I love you. I promise you, if you need anything, I'm here. If I see you on the side of the road, you run out of gas, I'm not going to drive by you. If I see you at Walmart, I'm going to say, praise the Lord. How you doing? (laughs) I love you. I care for you. But at the same time, though, the relationship may not be the same. We may not. We may not go out to eat, you know, every Sunday at the church. You know, we may not text every single day. You may not come to my house for a while. Yeah. There has to be some boundaries until That's that right. trust has been built, you know. So yep. I think, so getting back, you know, I know I'm all over the place. I digress. That's good. That's good. But getting back to your original question, I think that the individual should repent. The individual should, should apologize sincerely. And once again, I think it's going to have to take time. You're going to have to prove yourself that it was more than just words, but you're actually seeing the change. Yes. Yeah. I love how you said time tells all things because we often say, you know, time does not heal all things. It's the action over time. Time will tell, Right. (laughs) you know, like if you are meeting the expectations of the other person, proving yourself to be trustworthy. Those are the actions over time and it will tell. But if you're not doing those things, time will also tell that you're not trustworthy. Um, And so you're giving these practical examples of boundaries you might set with someone in the church, right? Even though you forgive them and you love them, 
you're not right. going to have the same relationship. We would nope. submit that the same is true in a marriage. Absolutely. That time is necessary. Action over time is necessary to prove trustworthiness and boundaries are a good way to prove that. And the person right. ha- has to watch the, the person that's been betrayed has to watch and see like, okay, like you said, time tells like through time to watch this person work on, especially mm-hmm. if it's something that this person would typically do. Mm-hmm. So they're right. having to change a lot about themselves. If it's right. wrong, it should be changed. Yes. Um, I heard someone say recently, there's, there's more, there are more faults hidden under the guise of personality. Mm. Mm. Oh, this is just my personality. Right. And they're like, wait, hold on. You don't have a, like, there are certain things, yes, that, that won't change. Yes. But a lot of us tell stories about ourselves for a long time to say, well, I'm just, I'm just abrupt or I'm just yeah. rude. And that's right. just, well, they wouldn't say that. I'm, I'm just, I'm just straightforward. No, that's yeah. rude. You need to work on that. <laughs> correct. Correct. And it's, and it's, and especially if you call yourself a Christian yeah. and you, here it is, and you have been born again. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, even if you grew up like that or where my mama was like that or my daddy was a straight shooter and all that may be fine, but you should be a new creation um, in Christ. Yeah, especially if we're we're really trying to love. I I love going back to love is gentle, love is kind, love is long suffering. If you're not those things, Jesus said, people will know that you are my disciples for the love that you show one to another. Can people watch you in Walmart (laughs) (laughs) or wherever you are in life, in the pulpit, in in the front, in the altar? The way you the way you the way you tip your waiter. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. Or the way you treat the waiter. You'll be surprised that somebody can preach the house down and go out to eat afterwards and give a, a, a $2 tip and rude. And, and I'm like, it's a disconnect somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and so I look at people's wow. character, you know, not only on the platform, but off the platform. Honestly, more off the platform than I do on the platform. That's right. Because there's protocol up there, right? We put our best foot forward. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But when it's, when it's hard, it's hard to be Jesus, though, when you're... Not in the spotlight, right? That's right. what. That's when true character shines. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's so good. And I, you know, you know, I just throw this in there. I love what you said too about how people try to make excuses about this is how I am, etc. Um, you know, one thing I try to tell people, especially singles that are looking uh, to get married, is that that's why it's critical. That's why it's important uh, to make sure you marry a man of God. Make sure you marry a woman of God, somebody who has a relationship with Christ. Because when storms come, when trials come, uh, you want somebody that can go to God. And even if you can't show me my wrong, even if you can't show me myself, if I have a relationship with Christ, my wife and I, we, we have, we, you know, we have uh, lived through this. We, you know, this, this month will be 16 years of marriage, Lord willing, January uh, thank you so much. 26 would be 16 years of marriage. Wow. And, and there's been many times she has tried to show me myself. She, she has tried to say, you're, you're wrong. You're out of line. She's holding I, up the mirror like, hey, look. Yeah. I mean, she has the Bible like, you know, like, 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 read this. You preach this, you know, live, you know, your attitudes, things. And she's trying to tell me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know who you're talking, you know, who you talking to and all, all the type of stuff. But when I walk away, take some time. And as a man of God, I have my own devotion. God convicts me and he says, 
your attitude does stink. <laughs> now, now my wife just told me that 30 minutes ago, but I wasn't hearing her. But 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 because I have a relationship with Christ, yeah. now he, he says, no, 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 that you you are out of order, sir. Nope, 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 no excuse. So I can go back to my wife and I can say, you know what? Forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm wrong. Uh, God has spanked me. God has spanked me. And let's make it right. You know, I. That's so good. My wife and I had a debate. Well, I guess you can call it a debate, a heated debate uh, a few months ago. And uh, we weren't getting anywhere. And, and the sun was getting ready to go down on our wrath. <laughs> and it was now. Help me, Jesus. Yeah. Now, now I know you guys have never had one of those, you know. Oh, yeah. Never. <laughs> 14 oh, no. years ago, I think, was the last one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Let me go check my pride. <laughs> <laughs> And so it was, it was one of those, it was one of those nights and, and the sun eventually went down and she said, you know what? I only want you in a room, go sleep in the guest room. Me, the preacher, the, the, the pastor, <laughs> well, I don't want to be here anyway. You know, I don't, I don't want to sleep here anyway. you know? And so, so I went to the guest room and I slept in the guest room, but you know, of course, God, man, I tossed and turned, God convicted me and spoke with me, dealt with me strongly mm. all night, came, came back upstairs the next morning. God was dealing with her, with her at the same time. And when I apologized to her, I told her, I said, you know what? I said, I'm under a lot of stress right now, ministry-wise, a lot of things going on at church. I was preparing to speak at General Conference at that time. It was just so much, you know, yeah. stuff going on. My parents, yeah. are, my parents are aging here. There's mm -hmm. a lot. And I and I was just under stress. And I took Waiting. it out. Yeah, it yeah. was. I took it out. And she didn't know a lot of this stuff. And so the, the apology opened the door for us to grow closer. And she said, I wish it didn't take... This blow up for us to, you know, get here. But she said, now I understand why you've been irritable. You've been, you know, moody and stuff like that. And, and she was able to pray with me and, you know, love on me a little more and stuff like so that. So that, that, that apology brought us closer together. Brought Man, us closer. So good. That's so good. I, I was just telling Krissa, I think that's what's changed in my marriage, too, is mm -hmm. that like. Now, because what I used to do is avoid, right? I'd get angry and be like, yeah, forget you. I don't need you anyway. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. And, and I go to my corner and be quiet and not meet her eyes and, you know, like just kind of, right, you, know, right, you stay in your right. corner over here and right. I'll be over here and you just leave me alone for a few days. <laughs> yes, yes. And I told Chris, I was like, I think the farther I've developed my relationship with Jesus, it's like, God doesn't let you just sit with that. Right. He's like, no, no, if, if, if we're going to be good here, we have mm -hmm. to be good here too. Yes. And, yeah. and I'm sorry for the people listening. I'm saying, if we're good here pointing up, right. and then we got to be, we, we have to, cause, cause marriage, I think is that thing that helps us learn how relationship works. Yeah. Right. And if we're going to have a inf infinitely long relationship with Jesus, we have to learn these lessons here on earth that are hard to learn, Yes. but train us to be rulers and, and to be, you have dominion and all the, all these things, yeah. but I, yes. I love what you're saying. Like allowing God to shine that light into your soul mm -hmm. right. and correct you and take the correction and go to your wife or the person that you've harmed right. with love and humility. Man. I, I feel like that right there just solves so much it's that posture i think is so important brother because i've seen a lot of people you know say i'm sorry with words like you said right but they really don't they don't lean into it it's mm -hmm. like well yeah sorry 
I'm sorry that you're wrong. <laughs> or I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry you feel I'm that way. I'm sorry you feel that way. That's that, a common one. That, That's not an apology. That is not an apology. That's not an apology. <laughs> it's not taking like extreme ownership. I love that yeah. book. Mm-hmm. It's not taking res- extreme ownership yes. for the pain that you cause. And if you're not taking responsibility for it, mm-hmm. you're not going back upstairs and saying, hey, look, it's been a hard week. Right. And we all have that. Like, yeah. you got to call it out. Yeah. You know, it's been a hard week. I got this and this and this. And it makes sense, you know, like, yeah. yeah. It makes sense that I'm irritable. That's right. And That's I love, good. thank you for being vulnerable and sharing yes. that because oh, it's valuable. so relatable. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we've been there <laughs> in the last <laughs> few months too. It, it's just... Yes. But it's that fight through. I That's the word I use for Chris. There's a fight through where you that's come right. to where God brings it to you into mm-hmm. your mind and says, okay, what are you going to do with it? Right. And then, then you're warring with your ego and yep. <laughs> what am I going to do? Am I going to just right. tap out here or am I going to do the right thing? Yeah. That's right. That's so good. Oh, well, thank you so much, Brother Myron. This has been so valuable. I love how we're ending on that note that you, you made mm. that apology and reconciliation actually draws us closer to our spouse, to God and to the people we serve. And so as leaders and as spouses, we are urging you make an apology, reconcile, and you will be thankful you did. We'll see the fruit that comes from it. So thank you. Um, What resources can you suggest to people who want to dig more deeply into this topic? Into the topic of apologizing. Yeah. The greatest resource you can you can have <laughs> is the word of God. Get in your word. Amen. Confess your sins to God. He is faithful and just to forgive you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Put your pride down and go say I'm sorry right now. Yeah. <laughs> go find some verses, get a highlighter out. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. so good. That's right. I love that. All right. Uh, so if people want to follow you and be encouraged by the things you post, um, they can reach you at Myron Weidman Jr. Jr on yes. Instagram. So, or any other way of contacting, how do you suggest people connect with you? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. That's, that's fine. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me on again. Thank love you. you. Love what you do. Thank hey, you. Keep we on. love that you, what you're standing for. Amen. Thank we you. appreciate that. So Absolutely. All right. Last question for you. The way we close out all of our episodes, rewind back 16 years ago. What advice do you wish you would have received and then fill in the blank, dear young married couple? Mm. That's heavy. (laughs) What advice wish I would have received? Um, Fight fair. Mm -hmm. Fight fight fair. No... You're not going to agree with each other on everything, no matter how pretty she is, no matter how how much money he has. There's going to be quarrel. There's going to be disagreements. Love each other. Fight fair. Keep God at the center. It's going to work out. I promise you. Amen. That's so good. Man, people can just take that in. Right. That will save a couple months. <laughs> you think? Oh, so good. Thank you so much. You're an excellent resource for people and inspiring and anointed. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Love y'all. Love you. Do you want help getting to the next level in your ministry or personal development? We would love to help coach you. I made this statement before. Everyone needs a counselor. Just think about it. 
every person competing at the highest levels has someone in their corner. Yeah, leadership doesn't have to be lonely and we would love to help you. Just shoot us a text, 916-678-1797. And you can also find out more information at dearyoungmarriedcouple.com. P.S. You don't have to be married to get some help. So just reach out, contact us. We'd love to walk alongside you.